0: Well, greetings and bless the Lord, saints of God. Welcome to Triple C Podcast. Let's get ready to go right into the word of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity on this Sunday, November 26th, 2023, to study, to repeat, to go into your word. It is our desire, prayer, God, that you be glorified, that we, the people of God, be edified. And as I often have said, may the devil be horrified because we won't stop seeking your face. Bless now every podcast listener today and going forward in Jesus' name, amen. We'll literally greet you in divine love. Let's go right into the word of God. Uh, the Proverbs of Solomon chapter three, uh, verses one through six, Five and six should be uh, very notable to everybody once I get to it. But reading from the King James Version of the Bible from Proverbs chapter three, verses one through six. And it reads, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace. Shall they add to thee? Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck, write them upon the table of thine heart, so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all of thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. May God bless us all, the readers, hearers, and doers of his most holy word. This Sunday's podcast is titled Lean Not, Lean Not, for as we have all endured, we are going through, we're in the height of sinus, the flu, pneumonia, COVID-19, we've got people that have died here recently and left us here in this life. We are still going through financial difficulty, we're going through all kinds of Issues. If you look at your local news wherever you reside and listen to this podcast, I'm sure that all is not being reported for what you can see. Here in Memphis, if anybody's watched our global news, you see that we've got people living in the wild, wild west. We got shootings like ever before, we got home invasions, we got Store smash ins, broad daylight. These are so brazen now. They don't even wait till the dead of night. They do it in broad daylight, unmasked. They are unhinged, do not care. The Bible reminds me that the Bible says in these last days, the heart of man waxes worse and worse. Children become unthankful and unholy. We've seen teenagers of the age of 12 to 15 carjacking people, broad daylight. You can't put your finger on what the enemy has launched. For if I have a Bible believer, listen to this podcast, we are under spiritual onslaught attack. The enemy is not your friend. He's not a a friend. He's a foe. A foe is an enemy. The enemy himself, Satan, Lucifer, son of the morning, kicked out of heaven because he tried to elevate himself higher than God. His voice was so powerful that a third of the angels that was created, who had the ability to accept, hear, and believe, chose to follow him. They all got ousted out of glory. Why? Because God still is a jealous God. He wants no other God other than him. Here's where we're going to go today. God put in my spirit as I woke this morning that I'm not trying to give you an answer to every one of your situations. I'm not trying to give you a solution to all of your problems. As I said here recently at the death of Tanya's first cousin, like sister, Cindy, Germany, it's it's no particular formula. It's a lost epic. Her daughter, her grandson, her mom, her dad, her brother, it's real as well as those that have died among your family members. It's real. We're not trying to deny the reality of death. Death is final in the human mind. But what I'm asking you to do today is listen to what the Lord said. God put in my spirit because even though we are dealing with situations, we as our human created being always try to figure things out. We try to figure it out. Why? And, and here's what I've come to realize. I was talking to my older brother yesterday, and we were talking about the Bible and talking about some things. And what I come to find is I've I've never tried to force my belief on anybody in my local area for which I live and where I reside. But what I've come to realize is that I don't deny or denounce my belief and my faith in God via Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost. And I will share what the good Lord has given me, not by force that I will give it to you, but by choice if you choose to listen. But what I I realized in that conversation was, I, I come to understand and accept that I do believe in the construct of this book. I do believe by faith. And what I was telling Craig was this, is that, Everything that the naysayer says, everything that the negative Norman says, everything that the atheist, the agnostic tries to say, you can't follow science and follow the Bible. It it will confuse you. The scientists, it's one thing that has never, and I go on record and say this, has never been proven are the attributes and the things of God in this Bible. You, You either have to believe it by faith or you don't. You can't rationalize it. You can't reason it. One thing that I did share with him: you can't read from Genesis through Revelation, from chapter one through chapter whatever the last book is in the Book of Revelation, in some chronological order. It's not written that way. The times and eras and seasons of the forty odd writers that were inspired by the Holy Spirit of God—you have to believe that it is. And one of the things I do when I come across. Uh, an atheist or an agnostic or a person who is a doubter, here's what I will tell them. And I do not be apologetic when I say this. What if I'm telling the truth? What do you have to lose? I believe by faith that God is a spirit. And that he incarnated himself a body that came down to example himself in the form of a virgin that had not been in relations unmarried. So he can symbolically show purity in birth that he could be 100% human and 100% divine. And then he lived for 33 years in the physical realm. He realized that to fulfill God's desire that we as followers potentially could live in eternity forever in heaven that he had to come back in the form of the Holy Spirit. Now, one of the things I shared at work a few months ago, uh, it was the form of a question. When God said, if you believe any of the Bible, when God said, let us make man, who do you think he was talking about? He was talking about God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. Now, if you can accept that by your faith, can you grow? Amen. So there's a few things God give me. I don't have three or four points this morning, but what I just wanted to do was try to to project some encouragement. I just pray that I can give you some words of comfort that that God is here. God understands. God knows. Nor do I have the words to satisfy your heart's hurt nor do I have all the written verbiage to tell you that will remove your pain instantly. But what I do believe is that God causes us to just be present in the time. As Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm a firm believer that God will allow us, if we're willing, to allow the spirit of God to lead us. Amen, that we will have the right word or the right presence or the right presentation just to be there, amen. Sometime just to know that we're here. I'm not trying to tell you don't grieve. I'm not trying to tell you that your money ain't getting funny. I'm not trying to tell you that you're not sick. It's a fluke, it's fake news. I'm not trying to tell you that. But what I am telling you is God has never promised us All the things that the world and the negativism of society would tell you to not trust God because of. Hello, Holy Ghost. So I want to look at the word of God and I want to go into scriptures. And I pray that as the Psalm of Solomon, the Proverbs of Solomon, he's the son of David, King David. And the Proverbs, a proverb is nothing more than the wisdom that is gained from God. It is a Statement It is a fact, it is the learning that is shared. What we call wisdom. I believe that Solomon gained his wisdom from God eternal and his heaven, his earthly father, King David. And as you grow, God cultivates that wisdom. I believe that as we learn, we get up. We stumble, we fall, we get back up again, we stumble, we fall, as long as we don't stay down as the songwriter said, as we keep moving forward, as we lean towards the prize, the upward mobility, we have the right attitude as I have said through the years, your attitude determines your altitude, your altitude is in Christendom. your reality is in Jesus. If you can accept that truth, I do believe, child of God, that you are well on your way to growing in wisdom in that regard. And the scripture title, and God gave us a topic, lean not. Some of us right now are leaning on the wrong fence posts. Some of us are leaning on the wrong understanding. Some of us are looking to the wrong People in our lives that's not trying to get us to the next spiritual level. Some people are in your life just to see how you do what you do. Some people are in your presence and planted by the enemy to disrupt your peace and your joy. Some of these people are trailing you just to observe how, hoping that you will fail and fall on your journey. Some of these people mean you no good. Sometimes, as we've said in times past... Sometimes you have to cut some folk thing and some people off if it don't add any value to your day. If it's not adding any value in your life, if they're they're not getting to the next level, you don't hate them. You don't even dislike them. You hate what happened. You hate what happens. You hate what goes on. But you can't remain in the situation and expect to continue to grow. The devil is a liar. So, I come this morning as humble as I can to just share a little bit of word and a little bit of wisdom in the prayer that God will, wherever you are in your current mental state, wherever you are in your current financial state, wherever you are in your current physical state, wherever you are in your current relational state, wherever you are in your work state, that God, as I too am waiting for some movement of God where I work. I'm waiting for God. I believe that parole is soon to come. I believe some things that are about to happen. God's about to flip the page in somebody's life. And I want you to hold on. How long? Not long. Just a little while longer. But as I said, while you're in the midst of your captivity, while you're in the midst of your spiritual heat, while you're in the midst of where you are and you feel like you're mocking time, God says, "Be not dismayed. God is not God, God is not mock. What you have sown in the past in spirit, you shall reap in the future from God." Now if you sown fleshly, if you sown lies, if you sown discord, if you sown confusion, if you're dividing people, if you're the person who's always keeping up drama, you're going to get what you deserve. If you know that you're not the person that's trying to build up and bring people together, even if you're in church every Sunday. If everything that follows you is division and confusion and arguments and division, you are not following and being led by the spirit of a loving God you're being sadly influenced, sir. You're being sadly influenced, ma'am. You're not listening to the love of God. You're listening to the wrong voice. So God want me to just try to encourage your heart and your mind, and maybe you'll change your direction. So as we look at the word of God, and he says this is to his son. He says, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. I don't know about you all, but as I get a little bit older, I strive for the peace of God for the word said it surpasses all human understanding. God is the author of not confusion. God is the author, um, finisher of your faith. Satan, the, the devil, the small g God is the author of confusion. God, capital G, is the author and finisher of your faith. That peace that God, capital G, will give you, it will cause you to not speak when the world would have you and think you're going to speak. The peace that I speak of, it will cause you to be still and know that God is God. The peace that I speak of, he said, be quick, to, to listen, slow to anger, slow to, to wrath. The wisdom that I speak of will cause you to let the Lord fight your battles. The wisdom that I speak of, you realize that there's nothing man can do that can harm you. The wisdom that I speak of, when you lean to this God that I speak of, who reigns rules and super rules, you will find that your spiritual maturity will cause you to not do what you used to do. Oh, I wish I was helping somebody along the way. There's a couple more things I wanna give you that we look at. I look at life, in life. Hear me, people of God. In life, God, through the Bible, all 66 books, 39 Old Testament, 27 New Testament. I have yet to find anywhere that God promised that in this human realm of living, you will never have a difficult day. I don't recall finding anywhere you do, please text me. Please email me. Please call me. But I have yet to find in my 30 plus years of studying and seeking God's word, have I found that God has promised that I won't have men that will become not, not become jealous. I've never read in the word where God had not said, you ain't got the word about an after you can set me as Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, everybody's gonna love you and like you and be pleasant with how you do what you do. No, sir, no, ma'am. He also said that in this day, they will bring you before the courts. In this day, they will wanna put you out of the synagogues. In this day, they don't want you to worship God. In this day, they want you to hide your face from this biblical truth so that you can walk in spiritual freedom. In life, I've told you we are not promised many things. But this thing I do know, I do believe God, capital G, will never leave you nor forsake you. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and and all these things shall be added unto thee. Verses 32 through 1 tells the Gentiles who was desperately seeking after clothes and food, God was so eloquent when he told them that the lilies of the field don't have hands, in paraphrase, the birds that don't have hand or feet, God takes care of them and you, child of God, are created in the image of God. Surely he will take better care of you. I pray that I get a witness believing this podcast that God is really real that his faith is real. He's still a miracle-working God. He's still a deliverer. He's still a joy giver. The Bible says that his joy, his joy is like the strength that you need to get up and get back in motion. You've let the world beat you down long enough. You've been in a spiritual prison long enough. You're not even physically incarcerated, but you are mentally locked down in your mind. Your faith is stagnant because you've allowed the world to deplete you of the spiritual joy that God wants to give you on your journey. You've allowed your bills to override what God can do. I still believe that he can make a way where there is no way. I still believe that God can make a door where there is no door. I still believe that God can make your midnight into midday. But you're seeking oftentimes the wrong thing. You're listening to the wrong voice at the water cooler. You're knocking on the wrong door. You're going to the wrong church. You're not with the right leader. You're not with the right mentor. Have you not observed they're the only one buying multi-million dollar cars and building multi-million dollar homes and building multi-million dollar emphasis, but yet you keep sowing and you reap nothing from that storehouse, but yet they tell you that you don't have the faith of God? And they will make you believe that God did say he will give an ad unto your life. But they failed to understand that through you, they were able to acquire enough money to write a ghostwriter to write their book. Through your giving, they was able to acquire enough because they can speak well. It's through you they was able to get the things. And now they've got a platform and they build on that platform. Don't you be deceived, God is a giver of all good things, but everybody is not gonna be a a multimillionaire. Everybody is not gonna have mansions. Everybody's not gonna have a fleet of cars. Don't listen to the enemy. God knows what you need when you need it. But you quit leaning, you will spend all of your money traveling from city to city to get a word. When God said the word resides in you, if you study his word, 2 Timothy 2.15, why are you borrowing money to go to a conference or a crusade to get a revelatory word from God when God's given you the six, six books of the Bible that he can give you wisdom that you can stand on? You got to borrow and loan yourself money to go get a revelatory word from God? You may be leaning to the wrong post. Hello, holy Ghost. Let me just give you a couple of things. Let's go to verse five and six, and here's what he said. When we look at verses three, let mercy, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck, write them upon the table of thine heart. Your heart is critical to the transition. Let me tell you this and I'll get ready to close here momentarily. Your heart is the transformational tablet in your life that you write the word that God can change the trajectory of your going. If you contently let the world spin you around in the three sixty, you're going to always wind up where you've always been, but yet in your mind, you expect a different result. God said his word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway. You quit looking through the lens of the world and you wonder why you keep stumbling. You keep looking through the lens of the world and you're going to be disappointed all the days of your life. You quit looking through the lens of your supervisor, looking through the lens of the people who you look as your mentors and mentees. You're looking through that same lens. You better look through them and appreciate them, but you better be looking to the author and finisher of your spiritual faith who is God creator, who is God reigner, ruler supreme. Here's what we get ready to close this morning. He says, so shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Here's what I've learned about wisdom, and I'm still learning about wisdom. When I learn the wisdom of God, I realize when to keep my mouth shut. I'm learning the wisdom of God. That skirmish ain't mine. That battle, the Lord says, uh, is not yours, it's the Lord's. See, wisdom will tell you not your fight, not your time. Be quiet, be still and know that God is God. Wisdom will be just because everybody doing it it don't mean you got to do it. Wisdom will mean just because they speak up, don't you speak up. It's got nothing to do with you. God said that enemy can come around a thousand at one side, ten thousand at the other, but nothing will come nigh thy dwelling. Here's what I've come to learn: unless you, the strong man or woman, let the enemy come in and bind you up, can't nobody come in your house when you join together with husband and wife. And if you're unmarried, if you walk your spiritual property, if you believe in God and you unloosed the warring angels to bind your property, that God will keep your household secure. Then God will let nothing come nigh to thee, but but if you loosen your grip, if you let go and don't let God, if you allow people to penetrate your mind and get into your thinking, they will disrupt your day. He says, when you find favor with God and understanding inside of God and man, here's where we close this morning. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. That's a hard thing to do sometime. Why? Because your mind is trying to battle with your spiritual heart that's been born again. Paul said in Romans chapter 7, the things I know to do, I don't do. I fight with inside myself. The war is going on with me. You may have heard me say it this way. Through the years, if you've been following me for any length of time, it's not necessarily what's going on around you. It's what's going on inside of you. Sometimes you don't even hear the words of God through God putting somebody in your path because you're so busy in a battle inside your own mind. You can't hear the truth. You can't see Jesus for the forest and the trees that's in your life. The trees are people and problems and situations and difficulty. And God is standing there with His arms open wide, but you're so inundated with the troubles of this world. You can't even know that God is right there. And lean not unto thine own understanding. And in all of thy ways acknowledge him. And y'all have heard this before. And he shall direct our path. Here's the difference in closing. If you can trust in what this word says, you are a spiritual Thomas. Have you not been walking with God from your Sunday school? Have you not been walking with God from your Baptist training union? Have you not been walking with God whether you started out in Catholicism and changed your way or you're just now and you claim Christianity that you believe you don't denounce any other denomination but you claim Christianity? Have you not been walking with God long enough that by now that God is the one when you should have died on the bed of affliction that he raised you back up and got you moving? Are you not the one that God has taken a mess and made a miracle? Are you not the one that God made a way where there is no way. When man told you no, God had a different direction. When man told you you can't, God said you can. When you said Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. When the world told you you can't understand it, you will never pass the test. God let you study long enough. And guess what? You ace the test and you move to the next level in Jesus Christ. When you trust in God, this is what can happen. Then you can acknowledge him. See, sometimes you just got to acknowledge God. God's been right there waiting on you. You keep telling God you waiting on God. God is everywhere at all times. I'll tell you this way. There is not a spot where God is not. Where you are, God is. You've been waiting on God and God been waiting on you to take one step forward. When you lean not to your own understanding, when you put one spiritual peter foot in front of the other, God will do the rest. God has picked you up and carried you the rest of the way. When you look to God, when you trust in God, when you acknowledge God, this is what you got to do. He says, come unto me, ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. His hand's big enough to hold us all in the palm of his hand. Here's what I tell you in conclusion. When you trust him and acknowledge him, when you go to God, when you seek him at all times, even when you're crying, it's all right to cry. God loves it. If Jesus could weep at the death of Lazarus, who are you? Don't you let the world tell you. Don't weep, don't mourn, don't groan You just don't do it long enough That you forget God You just got to trust God long enough When you look to him Who's the author and finisher of your faith Though you may be down today You can be up today as well God is the one who can put pep in your step He can put some bounce in your ounce He can give you joy Where the world won't give it to you But you got to understand And sometimes we look at you We think that you're just about to give up No, you're just meditating on the Lord. Don't be dismayed. I know that you know God. You and God are going to work it out. All you need to know is I'm here for you. Amen. you got to know that God is saying, you quit leaning to the world. The world will tell you so many things that don't amount to anything. The songwriter said, nothing from nothing leaves nothing, but in him abides all things. When you look to God, the author and finisher of your faith, you says, I can trust in the Lord until I die. If you can learn to trust in the Lord, death will have no more uh, reign over you. If you can trust in the Lord till you die, you will say, fear not, little one. You know that if I were to go tonight, Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. He's got a place built for me. It's a place that's not made by human hands. Baby, you ain't got to like me. You ain't got to love me. You ain't ever got to be around me. But when my life is over, I know that I'll rest, rule, and abide with a God who's loved me from my birth. He will love me till my death. Lean not, child of God. Oh, when you learn to lean to God, it will change you. Trust me. I'm learning in my older age. I'm not by far old Taylor Monique, but as I learn, I realize I want this wisdom of God that I don't lose my joy. If i got to go alone, I'm ready to go by myself because I know I'm not alone with the Lord. Amen. So, I tell you in conclusion, lean not, child of God. Lean to the author and finisher of your faith. Will you trust in him? Will you believe him today? Will you accept him as your Lord and Savior? Will you trust God, who's the God of this Bible, who's the God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow? Will you trust God that he will help you? He will satisfy your heart. He will fill that void. He will heal that broken spirit. He can do all those things. I'm a firm believer. God has called me not to judge, but to love. You ain't got to like me for Tony, but you got to love me if you love the Lord. Amen. So I look to God who's the author and finisher of our faith. And as we close in a prayer, I pray that you lean not to your human understanding, but you will learn to lean to the author and finisher of your faith. I pray that you be blessed until the next time. Let us close out in a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity of Cathedral Christian Online Podcast to try to encourage some heart, some mind, somebody, somewhere. I don't know what they're going through, God, but I ask today, humbly, as we touch and agree here from Toka, Tennessee, that you will bless somebody who needs you to intervene in their situation. Oh, God, we know that we have a an now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Come into their situation. You know what they need. Satisfy those who have lost loved ones through death. We ask that you give them strength and spiritual strength in the time and comfort of need. We pray now that you bless to the next time that we podcast. And if it doesn't come to fruition, dear God, we pray that this word will bless somebody into eternity. It is in Jesus' name we pray and let the church say amen. And I pray that God will close you out. And I hope that you will learn to trust in the Lord as you get on with your life. Don't quit. Don't stop. He's waiting on you. Keep moving. Be blessed. Follow Greetings and bless the Lord, saints of God. This is Tony, Triple C Podcast, coming live from Emerson, Arkansas, on this third day of December, twenty twenty-three. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to share your word. It is our desire, God that you be glorified, that we be edified, and that the devil be horrified because we still podcast even while we're on travel. Bless you, God. Bless every listener today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If I can go right into the word of God, we greet you in divine love. And literally, I will not be long-winded as we're about to get back on the road and head towards Memphis in the name of Jesus Christ. But until that time, let's go to John chapter 14. And we're going to look at verses 14 through 21 and we let the Lord have his way. The red letter edition of the Bible and it reads, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye Know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me again, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Last verse. He that have my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him, and we, and will manifest myself to him, excuse me, and will manifest myself to him. May God bless us all, the readers and hearers and doers of his word. I just want to give you a short word of encouragement this morning from a titled podcast, Another Comforter. In this life, in this world, as we all experience, as we are here uh, momentarily to celebrate the life of Tanya's first cousin, Cindy, Germany, and the Lord had his way, but we just want to give you another opportunity to hear that no matter where you are, no matter in your travels, no matter in your vacation time, no matter when you're at work, whether you still into the COVID culture, where you're working from home, whether you're back at work, Uh, that wherever you are, God is. Here's what I've come to really learn. And as we age and mature, it is our desire that we grow in wisdom, The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing, but in all thy getting, get understanding. You can be a knowledgeable person. You could be an elastic scholar. You could be sum cum laude. You could be magnum cum laude. You could be all those things, but yet not know how to utilize the wisdom. What good would you be? The scripture says that he who win his souls is wise. I realized something as we prepared for this trip to do God's will was that what shall it profit me if I gain the whole world? What, what shall it profit me if I get a title like no man? What shall it gain me if I would have had a congregation of thousands just to have my name in written in books and on neon signs and rolling across the TV screen? What shall it profit me if I'd have had all those things, but yet not really gave my heart to God and not know him as I claim to, but yet my time comes and get all the way to the gate and then get denied interest because I never accepted truly Jesus Christ Even though I understood that we're saved by grace, that we're all sinners saved by grace, but never did it because I love the title and the position and the image of all those things, but never really got to know him. And he says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. It isn't a tragedy for you to come in and go into life and do all these things and and you feel like you're all alone and you're all by yourself. Isn't it something when you feel like you've given all you can and it seems like, and this is the way we put it, that when I take one step forward, it seems like I take two steps backwards. That's just the way we feel. Why? Because we're human. And it's okay. It's okay to feel like we feel. But as we looked at the scriptures, God took me there. I've been in John for a minute now, and he took me to 14 to look. And this is what he said. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. But let's be clear. Asking anything, he's not talking about becoming a millionaire. He's not talking about coming, having your name in neon lights. He's talking about anything you ask in his name. But you got to understand that means that not my will be done but thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven it's really about the mandate of god and and the mandate of god is about filling up the kingdom The kingdom is not made up of buildings to the degree what we understand. Yes, he went to prepare a place for us, a house that we did not build, but that's not the purpose of his kingdom. His kingdom's purpose is to get as many souls that will give up what the world says to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and be prepared to live with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit in eternity. That's the real ultimate give. That's God's real will. Jesus' whole period for 33 years in his human realm of living was not about doing what he wanted to do. And he could have. Why? Let me tell you now. Jesus was 100% human, born of a virgin, but he was also the deity of God, the God incarnate. He made himself a body. He was 100% divine as well. But he knew his mission. He knew God's mandate. He knew God's method. He had God's message in his spirit. So he did that. Now, what does that have to do with us? As we get ready to bring this to a close in just a few minutes, he says, and he's always, he's talking to his disciples and he's telling his disciples, if you love me, keep my commandments. The Bible also says that you break one commandment, you break them all. Why do y'all think we have to have grace in our lives? Grace and mercy is the umbrella in which we live under. And he says, If you love me and keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. This title of this podcast is Another Comforter. Amen. What does that mean? It means this. When you realize that you are not alone or if you feel like you're alone, God says he will give you another comforter. Why do you think he said that? Because he know in this human realm of living, you're going to need his spiritual comforter to keep you, to hold you, to build you up when you have to go through and have your W-E-A-K days. Every blood-washed Christian has got a target on his or her back. Every last one of us, because we decided to leave the ways of the world and we picked up the teachings and the principles of the Bible and Jesus Christ, that we have a target on our back. It's the same kind of analogy of you trying to leave a gang. The gang is going to forever want to keep you with them because that's what the streets. A wise man once said to me that the streets are undefeated. You can't win in the world. The ways of the world is the wide road. The ways of the world is everybody trying to tell you what you ought to do. The ways of God is that narrow gate, that narrow way. It's the way that you've got to be led by the spirit of God. You have to be careful who you believe. I've said it this way, and I probably have said it in hundreds of sermons over the years, that everybody in your company is not meant to stay a part of your company for the rest of your life. Everybody that's in your face ain't your friend. Everybody that's been there ain't there to hold you up like Moses to to hold up the hands when you get weary and when you get tired. Some people just there to see if you're going to fall. Some people are there hoping that you fall. Have y'all ever heard it said this way? Misery loves company. Hey, birds of a feather flock together. Amen. Takes one to know one. People realize that's what they do. Sometime, have you ever met somebody who just appears to be always miserable? as if they ain't never got no joy, they've never got no peace. Have you ever been around that person that's always a complainer? Have you been around that person who's never got, it seems like they're never happy about anything, nothing seems to ever please them? I've always believed that they have what I call a complex. Something's going on in their mind, in their life, in their heart. Something possibly has happened somewhere in their history that's caused them to become tainted to and walk in, this type of love, joy, peace, and the Holy Ghost that we preach about. But here we are, He's telling this, and there's a few things God gave me as we talk about having another comforter. We look at that. Here's the first thing. When you ask, it's okay to ask God. If God is your Abba Father, it is okay for you to talk to God and ask God, but don't try to make God a slot machine. Don't try to make God a casino. Don't try to make God only when you need something, but when you're doing well and doing good, God is not a factor in your life. See, this Christianity that I talk about, it's not a practice. It's a lifestyle. When I talk about being a Christian, you got to understand, and it's, I always talk about spiritual balance. I believe that we need to have the balance. I understand that I'm a sinner saved by grace. I understand that I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. I understand that if it had not been for God, where would I be? I realize in my mind with my nasty self that if it had not been for the grace of God and the continuance of the washing by the water of his word, oh, where, oh, where would I be? I also understand the Bible says we're as if a filthy rag before the God. The, the Lord himself. You got to understand something, child of God. We all need to be washed repeatedly. That's why I tell you repentance. Repentance is not a one-time thing. We need to repent and turn from our wicked ways. That's why God stands there with his arms open wide. God says, come unto me, ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Why? He knows we needs comfort. Amen. So when you ask God, you ask God that God's will be done in accordance to his word, his will, and his way. When you do that, I do believe that God, and I'm going to put this in your spirit while I'm driving by your street, it may be delayed, not denied. And sometimes it is no don't think because you ask everything the answer is yes to everything. He just says ask and that will be given you. The given part may be I'm going to give you wisdom and not this thing you thought you needed. I'm going to give you some joy when you need some joy. I'm going to give you some peace when you need some peace. I'm going to give you the unadulterated this agape kind of love because I know what you're going to face when I send you out into the wolves, when I send you out into the world, when I send you out to be a messenger and a witness. Amen. When you realize that, you're going to need somebody to stand alongside. And let me drop this in your spirit, and I'm speaking to you. When you realize in this life, all of us in our humanity will not live forever. Amen. Yes, is a tragedy when we lose a loved one, as we call it. It's a tragedy when they die. It's been appointed once unto man to die, but to die in Christ is gained. In the world, it's a loss, but in Christ, no one's lost, because when you're in the hands of Jesus Christ, you're not lost, because he's never been lost, amen. So, the second thing is, as we get ready to conclude this podcast, he says in verse number 17, he says it this way, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye, ye means anybody who will come unto him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth. With you and shall be in you. I've always said it's not necessarily what's going on around you, it's what's going on inside of you. Let me tell you, I do believe in my own growth over the years. There's three entities that you deal with the spirit of your flesh, the spirit of the enemy, and the spirit of God if you've been converted. Paul said it this way, I have a war going on inside of me. Sometimes what I mean by that is this, when you're trying to make a decision, you fight flesh against the spirit. And when you fight flesh against the spirit, that's why I tell you this way. When you feed your man, the spirit man, the word of God, the probability will be better that you will stand against the wiles of the devil if you stand on the word of God. The Bible says, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What do I mean by that? You've got to study, as I've said it time and time again, 2 Timothy 2.15 says, you study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needed to be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. When you study, you're studying for whatever test God allows that the world will bring your way. You study to be equipped. You'd be studied that you can be rooted and grounded in the word of God. But let me drop this in your spirit once again. If you don't feed your spirit man the biblical diet of God's word, he will be a weak man. And the Bible says, How can a thief, John 10 and 10, how can the robber come in and steal from your house? unless he first bind the strong man. If you don't feed your spirit man, he's a weakling. He's a scrub. He's a yellowback. He's a jellyback. When you don't feed your spirit man, the enemy will come in like a flood and he will destroy what you thought you had because you built it up on your own principles. But I, if you deposit this word, I assure you, child of God, I assure you, brothers and sisters, if you deposit this word in you, when you just begin to walk out the word and you live, though the world will hate you, though the world will try to slay you, though those who don't walk in the principles and the precepts and the teachings of Jesus Christ, they will try to come against you, but they will stumble and they will fall. A thousand will come at one side, 10,000 at the other, but they will not come nigh to thy dwelling, saith the Bible. Bible, and they will not overtake you. You can overtake them. Why? The book of Revelation says you will overtake them by the word of your testimony and by the blood of the lamb. And that lamb is Jesus Christ. Here's what he said as we get ready to close. Verses 18 through 21, as I come into conclusion, when you walk in the spirit of truth, you got to understand what he says. And this is what Jesus was telling his disciples. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. If you can just hold on just a little while longer, that he's got another comforter. The word paraclete is coming from, as we talk about, that you may be a paralegal. A paralegal is a person who's alongside the lawyer. What he's telling you in translation, when he gives you the paraclete, that Holy Spirit. He comes in like a flood. He will rest, rule, and abide with you. He's telling you, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. He's trying to tell you, though the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to remind you of this, when God said, let us make man, is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He's trying to tell you, yes, the Holy Spirit, who is the third person, but it's me. It's me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's when you say, I I need thee, O oh Lord. I need thee. When you're calling on him, he's already told you. As we close, he says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you. Amen. I'm telling you this, as we conclude this podcast on this Sunday, you know that God gives you another comforter. I'm telling you, child of God, no matter what you face, no matter what you're going through, no matter what the sickness and not all sicknesses are unto death, I want you to tell you, get up off of that bed. You can rise up a Don't worry about the world. Cut them off. Don't worry about who's talking about you. Let them talk. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words shall never hurt you. When you stand on the word of God, when you stand on the principles of God, the Bible says the winds of life will billow in and blow. The rains may come in and try to destroy you. But when you realize that you're anchored in the Lord, when you're holding on to God's unchanging hand, When you extend your hands towards heaven and you look unto the heels from which cometh your help and you understand that your help comes from God. When you realize that, baby, I'm telling you, you can tell it as you feel it. You can walk it as you can believe it. And though the world will slay you, you can tell the devil, yet will I trust God? Because you realize God plus one is the majority. I stand on the promises of God. I stand on the truth of God's word. I stand no matter what. Devil, is that all you've got? That's all you could bring? You can accusate? You can tell lies? You can put my name out there? But you better be careful, baby, because that which you sow, that shall you also reap. If you sow to the flesh, baby of the flesh, you're going to reap, the Bible says, corruption. But if you sow into the love of God and if you sow into the spirit of God, if you speak a word of God, if you walk in the ways of God, if you walk in the words of God, you will find that you will be standing up like a tree by the rivers of living water and you will produce the fruit that will remain. I'm telling you, you're not alone. Maybe you feel like you've been left out in the last one. Maybe you feel like you're the runt of the Maybe you feel like don't nobody care about you, but let me tell you this as I close. There is one that I know who sits high and looks low. He's the one that will stick closer than any brother. He's the one who's been a mother to the motherless. He's the one that's been a father to the fatherless. Though if the Bible says if you made, if you made your bed in hell, God said he's right there. He says if you ascend towards heaven, he's already gone to prepare a place for you. So I encourage you, child of God, don't give up on God. Because God has not given up on you. Trust and believe that God is real. Trust by the spirit that the Lord loves you. Though the world did not care, I know somebody that will rock you in the cradles of his arms. I know somebody that will pick you up out of the muck and the miry. I know somebody that will give you joy that the world can't give. I know somebody that'll take you by the hand. I know somebody that'll walk with you. I know somebody that'll talk with you. I know somebody that'll give you greater Amen. As the Bible says, greater is he than this, uh, than he that is in the world. It's the love of God. It's the power of God. It's the joy of God that resides in you. Why? Because you're not comfortless. Amen. So I tell you, ain't it a blessing that you know that God is? And I'll tell you this as I close. God is everywhere. There is not a spot where God is not. Wherever you are, God is. I want you to understand that he is literally, as the songwriter said, he's an on-time God. When you feel like nobody's there, you feel like you're about to fall off the cliff, God's right there to flip the page. He's the one that will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So as we conclude on this short podcast on this Sunday. May God bless you. May God keep you. May his ever-loving love shine up on you. And though you may feel weary in your well-doing, you will reap if you faint not. Don't give up, child of God. Stay encouraged. Be encouraged. Be blessed. Let's close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you now for this opportunity for Cathedral Christian Church to bring a word live from Emerson, Arkansas on this third day of December 2023. Bless every podcast listener and help me somebody. Send this to somebody. Send it to a family member. Send it to a friend. Even send it to your coworker. Send it to who you think is your enemy. Everybody needs Jesus. Be blessed and we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen.